Nominate yourself or someone you know for the Startup Canada Awards today. Nominations are open for 16 unique awards, including the High Growth Entrepreneurship Award, the Innovation Award, the Indigenous Entrepreneur Award, the Social Enterprise Award, and the Startup Canada Community of the Year. Celebrate the movers and shakers of Canada's entrepreneurship and innovation community. Submit your nomination by July 20th. Nominate today at startupaward.ca. As an entrepreneur, you understand the importance of protecting your business. After all, you've worked so hard to build it. As a proud partner of Startup Canada, TrueShield Insurance understands the startup community's culture and that the insurance needs of every startup are as unique as the brilliant entrepreneurs behind them. Protect your startup with insurance starting from $29 per month. Visit trueshield.ca today. Underwritten by Northbridge General Insurance Corporation. One of the most important parts of naming your new business is finding an available website name that works. Today's episode is brought to you by .ca. Join thousands of Canadian entrepreneurs who have chosen a .ca domain name for their business. Choose your .ca domain name at cira.ca forward slash startup today. A real entrepreneur with a gourmet burger business, serving up real questions with a dash of reality. He's Rivers Corbett on the Startup Canada Podcast Network. And now broadcasting from Fredericton, New Brunswick, Rivers Corbett. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Season 2 of the Startup Canada Podcast Show. I'm your host, Rivers Corbett. The Startup Canada Podcast is a production of Startup Canada, the rallying network uniting Canada's entrepreneurship community. And on this podcast, we connect you, the idea person, the startup founder, the creative thinker with the movers and shakers of Canadian entrepreneurship. Here on the show is where we fill you in on trends and opportunities and possibilities for your next step as an entrepreneur and where we have conversations about advancing entrepreneurial growth and success in Canada. Today's episode is brought to you by Intuit QuickBooks, your partner in building a financially fit and fundable business. Get 50% off, that's right, 50% off QuickBooks online today by visiting intuit.com quickbooks.ca forward slash start right. Do any of our new listeners remember to subscribe to the Startup Canada podcast in the iTunes store, then visit startupcan.ca to join the network to connect to support, mentors, training, funding, space, and to your local startup community. We are welcoming to the show today, Mr. Jason Field. He's the founder of Brain Station and former community builder for Men's Strategy for Lululemon. Today, Jason will share his global strategy tips, insights on trans- transitioning through acquisitions, advice on becoming a brand leader, and we're going to touch on topics of digital literacy, building startup community, and keeping your head on straight while you're starting up, which is always the case that you rarely have your head on straight. So I'm really <laughs> interested in that one. Through his work at BrainStation, Jason provides digital literacy programs and events for Canadians to help build, build business skills and connect with the entrepreneurship community. Awesome. Jason and his team have delivered technical solutions to over 50 million people in 50 countries to brands such as Deloitte, 
McDonald's, and MTV, and closer to his goal of empowering one million people through BrainStation. Since BrainStation was acquired by Conrad Group, Jason has championed BrainStation across Canada, into the United States, and Latin America. Jason, wow. Welcome to the show, bud. Uh, thank you very much, Rivers. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you. But look, before we get into the the interview, we really want to kind of know, you know, we got a little bit about you, but tell us about Jason, the person, and because <laughs> yeah. uh, that's Jason, the businessman, the entrepreneur. So talk to us a little bit about you and, uh, you know, maybe uh, how you got into this space. Cool. Um, so like to a lot of entrepreneurs, kind of unconventional, I would say. Yes. Uh, I grew up in Oakville, Ontario, a little suburb outside of Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Western University and completed an undergrad in business management um, with a specialization in finance. Um, but on the entrepreneurial front, I actually got my start throughout high school and furthered that into university. Uh, I had set up suppliers in China through Alibaba.com um, before it was <laughs> kind of what it is today. Uh, and I would sell random items to university and college students based on trending cool. needs and demands. Love it. Uh, so it was an early start. So I became pretty familiar with um, the ups and the downs. Um, and that was kind of what provided me with tuition money and beer money, uh, which was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that is so awesome. So I got to ask you a first question on a scale of one to 10, uh, Western University, a good university? Uh, scale of one to 10. I mean, there could be different scales here. I would say, uh, an eight. An eight. Good. That's yeah. going to work for me. My son just got accepted to Western university. So great. Uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're looking forward to having him go there and I know it's great. got a great reputation. So yes. look, my friend, you've been quoted as saying brain station is working to alleviate a personal pain point. And that's a pretty broad statement because pain point is one category and then personal you're bridging it with that so so what's that all about man a, a personal pain point yeah uh, I guess I, I mentioned previously but I, I come from a business finance background so um, you know that doesn't necessarily add up to technical education right off the bat <laughs> uh, but I like to many entrepreneurs I, I wasn't necessarily the expert in providing the solution but um, I was personally craving this knowledge and looking for a solution myself mm-hmm. uh, so kind of just willed it into existence and in, in fact um, Duncan Aporva and myself as founders of BrainStation uh, none of us were technical uh, we we all wanted into the, the tech space that was dramatically shifting, but we, we didn't have that access point. Um, so this was our our way of creating a community um, to access technology and innovation. And uh, at this point, it has been the same access point for you know thousands of people across Canada. Okay. So I'm your grandmother you're talking to right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So give me the text 10 second granny pitch. Cause that was about two minutes. So break it down into 10 yeah. seconds. Uh, so brain station, we provide training for all things digital in technology, business, and design. Uh, we connect you with industry practitioners from companies like Google, Wattpad, Shopify, and Hootsuite. Um, and we make sure that all of our content is cutting edge before it could ever enter the textbook. Uh, because you're my grandson, I'm and let you get the fact okay, that you went over the 10 longer. seconds, but uh, <laughs> because I love you and you're my grandson, that's why. <laughs> that's great. So, okay. What are the courses? Uh, you know, I'm i I'm a, I'm a beginner entrepreneur and you know, I'm at my age, I'm 52. So I'm sure it's not, uh, you know, age specific. It's, uh, it's all about helping people. So what kind of courses would be available to a guy like me if I'm starting off? 
Yeah, so uh, like all of our courses, they fall into kind of like three themes around digital. So one is development or like web development, mobile development. Uh, the other is business. So that would be digital marketing or digital product management, SEO, SEM, that sort of stuff. Right. Uh, and then the final category is design. So user interface, visual design, uh, Illustrator, Photoshop, the Adobe suite, that sort of stuff. Right. Um, but the way that we serve, like w- I, I kind of view our courses as products a little bit. We do develop the product and distribute it um, with our educators and our campuses. And depending on your experience level, you could come in and do a $15 three-hour one-off workshop in an evening. Or, you know, if if you are 100% set on becoming a junior web dev or a, a web development freelancer, you could sink your teeth into a 400-plus hour program. So we have tons of different uh, courses available or like products on our shelves, I guess. It just depends on the user, their background, and their goals. So you talk about experiential and I'm, I'm with you on that one that, uh, there's nothing like actual, you know, in the trenches kind of, uh, uh, rolling up your sleeves, experiential learning. So, you know, why is it so important to teach those, uh, th- these digital skills you're talking about through experiences? I mean, I'm, I'm a believer in it, but I'm interested in your thoughts. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I, I think I like to anything, uh, you know, if you think of an electrician, um, of course, they need to read up um, on all of the background and, and, you know, are provided with the traditional background and education. But like the hands on component is really what uh, allows them to excel in field. Um, and I think technology specifically, since it's actually out of all fields, so drastically shifting and, and you know, being disrupted. Um, traditional education is great to provide the foundation. Um, but what is being executed in field isn't necessarily being seen uh, mm. in the courses and uh, four-year degrees. Uh, so there's this drastic shift in, in kind of what's being executed and what's, be- what's being taught. Uh, and we're just here to close that gap, help entrepreneurs, uh, enterprise, small businesses, whatever it is, to actually build stuff. You know, talk about it, of course, but, you know, wireframes, prototypes, websites, web applications, like uh, you won't learn unless you're actually doing. So our instructors uh, really are there as like mentors or coaches uh, and you get, you get your hands dirty. So this is interesting because you 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 really have got a hybrid between a obviously an online version, but yet you bring in a uh, you know a, a physical space also because you, talk about your, you mentioned campuses, you mentioned your instructors. I mean, is there is there can you talk about that physical space? connecting with that with that online space or is yeah, there such a thing yeah no definitely um and i th- i think when when i initially looked at my options uh in getting into the tech space and i realized that you know this personal pain point was something that could extend into a business yes uh, i looked at traditional education um and then i looked at online and what i was looking for was almost like an in-between a blend um so that's when i really started to do some digging into kind of like blended learning and flipped classroom approaches and incorporating technology into the class but I found that removing physical completely and just driving digital education like uh, Coursera and, and, and uh, platforms like that are absolutely fantastic. However, I think it's like a, a two, if that, 2% completion rate of the courses. Interesting. Um, I just don't think the accountability is there. Uh, I'm a very social learner, learner and social person. Uh, I need to be bouncing ideas off people. And I just wasn't able to get the hands-on components that really would allow me as, you know, let's say a web developer to actually create a portfolio, right? Like mm. you, you can learn about web development and read read blog posts and books, and uh, but until you're actually writing the code and making the mistakes and googling everything, uh, you, you just you're not really there. So um, yeah, we we totally believe physical still needs to be paired with digital. 
So how, what does your campus look like? What's your campus look like in Vancouver? Yeah, uh, the campus in Vancouver is pretty like modern. Uh, it, it's definitely, um, you know, it's set up to be like to the environment that you would work in uh, as a startup founder, or if you went to work for some of the companies I had mentioned, like a Hootsuite or uh, a Shoes.com or whatever it is. So very um, contemporary, modern-esque, uh, uh, minimalist. Uh, yeah, so it's not your traditional campus. Um, there aren't books everywhere. Everything that we mm. drive is through digital as much as like our educators are there physically. Um, and it's all very like open concept. We also do uh, space rentals um, as well as corporate training and stuff like that. So cool. we, we have a campus that checks all of those boxes. Yeah, very, very cool. So if you, when you, your first one, your first campus, I'm presuming would have been in Toronto? Yeah, yeah, okay. definitely. So, so what did you learn from Toronto that you're, that you're not doing in Vancouver because you said that's not, <laughs> that's not what we should be doing? Yeah, uh, I think I think this is kind of like twofold. One is the physical space itself. So building out our campus in Toronto, uh, it's an old heritage building from 1875. Right. Uh, it used to be a backpacker hostel, Global Village Backpacker Hostel at King and Spadina. Nice. Um, so we revamped that and the construction behind it and uh, just the budgets that you initially envision. And then, you know, at the end, you're like, okay, that was 4X what we had <laughs> yeah. originally envisioned. Uh, so we definitely took that to Vancouver and, and have, you know, followed a more minimalist approach to start. And yes. now we're looking to upgrade into that campus of the future. Nice. Um, and then secondary is just the markets, how they differentiate for, from a de- demand perspective. Uh, Vancouver is not the same as Toronto and Toronto is not the same as New York and they're all not the same as San Jose, Costa Rica. So, um, experimenting with workshops as kind of like our minimum viable product really allows us to figure out what exactly would take off here. And we're not investing heavily into expanding the product there uh, until we know 100% that we're going to have the audience. So have you, um, have you got campuses in other countries? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I touched on Canada. Uh, we're yep. also in New York um, and San Jose, Costa Rica. And, and those markets came through uh, our parent company when we were acquired a year and a half ago. Right. Uh, they already had that infrastructure. So we were obviously able to feed off of that. Um, and yeah, it, it's been it's been a very crazy ride. And, and it's been eye-opening to see how many differences exist in all the various communities. Oh, I want to get back to the, it's, it's the Conrad group, correct? Correct. Yes. Yeah, I just want to make sure I got the pronunciation right. So hmm. let's go back to that beginning and the growth of Brain Station. And by the way, do they have a shrine? Do they have a kind of a plaque of, of what you've done at uh, Waterloo? Uh, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to come knocking. Believe me, they will. Yeah. <laughs> You're an alumnus, so they're going to come at you. So, you know, you, you talk about this 4X in the beginning and, and uh, you know, that uh, that cash is king kind of mentality and just where, how did you finance the beginning and, and, and the growth of Brain Station? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was pretty. It was pretty gritty. Uh, <laughs> some, <laughs> Great word. Some some weeks it was all about can we afford groceries and rent. Um, I mean, all of us have our own kind of like individual stories, but I. I had just come from backpacking and before that was living in the student ghetto. So I wasn't accustomed to like a cushy home or condo life or anything like that. So I was okay with living in my friend's den for two years while we got brain station going. So we bootstrapped the business. Uh, initially it was a mix of, um, personal financing, then had to dig into some family relationships and, mm-hmm. and get some financing and bridge loans through them. Uh, when that ran out, uh, 
it then ended up being a line of credit. And then when that ran out, it ended up being actually on my credit card. So pretty stressful. But um, I've talked to tons of entrepreneurs at this point that have even crazier stories and had to dig way deeper than we actually did. And I, I think our strategy of, of minimally entering a market uh, has kind of led to our success. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, it, it's funny how many other stories are exactly like ours, but we think that we're the only ones that go through oh, this yeah. scenario. Oh, yeah. It's just crazy for sure. I remember there was a guy over in Prince Edward Island. I heard his story. It's not a tech company, but, uh, you know, he's talking about borrowing money on his Canadian tire car to make payroll. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's you hear stressful. credit cards, you hear credit lines, but you never hear the Canadian tire card. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, and it's a great story. You know, it ended up, he made it through and, and all that kind of great stuff. So, you know, uh, one of the questions we wanted to ask in the in the starting up stage, you know, what three words best describe the experience of starting up? You've already said one, which is, I just love it. I'm going to remember is gritty. So I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. going to take you off the hook with that one. But that what, are, what are two other words that you would use to describe the experience of starting up? Um, I think commitment is a right. huge one. Right. Um, and naked. Yeah. Naked. 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 Just exposed completely. You, you kind of put yourself at the mercy of, of the market, your friends, your family. Um, and you're just all out there. Like you, you can't, you can't, uh, shield yourself or, or else you risk your business, right? Like you just have to give it all. Do you, did you know that going into your journey that you had to be naked? Did a mentor tell you that or you no. just got that through experience? <laughs> no. Uh, I kind of thought I knew that it was going to be like that. And then I realized I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, and I just felt more and more naked uh, all the way through. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that had to be tough going back to your family too and saying, okay, um, you know that money I said, that's all I needed. I need some more. Yeah. Well, and, and also, um, I had just come back from traveling and working abroad for a year. So yes. I kind of done that dance and my family was like, okay, yeah, time to, you know, do your thing yeah. now, start settling. And and here I was going on a two year ride of, of borrowing, borrowing, borrowing to invest for the future. Yeah. That's wonderful. Wonderful stuff. And you know, your story about the, uh, the, the vision and the pain point is so, uh, so critical. One of the businesses I have is a gourmet burger franchise operation. Uh, we've started it and built and all that kind of jazz, but is that I'm a, I'm not a chef. I hate to cook. I actually despise doing it, but I recognized an opportunity in that field. So I, I went and got a chef and that's amazing. Uh, and he's become a good business partner of mine and so on. So, but you reinforce the point is that you can still love an industry and not have to be good at everything in that industry in order to succeed. So, uh, so that's, uh, that's, that's very, very cool. Hmm. Okay. So, um, Brain Station is known to have a pretty good team. There's a, there's a, there's a rumor going around that your team is pretty phenomenal. So what advice do you have for finding and retaining top talent in cities with, uh, you know, in, in your world, it's, it's pretty heated with competition for that talent. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you asked. We, we do have a phenomenal team. Um, they are awesome, both full-time and part-time. So like our full-time team, the campus support center and the campuses themselves are all amazing. Um, but then also the external educators or contractors that teach our courses, um, because they have their nine to fives with the companies. Right. Like, um, it's important, you know, I'm, I'm there 
speaking and helping to manage the various curricula development with these absolute geniuses, right? Like mm. I'm always the least intelligent person in the room and that's amazing. Um, but what keeps them coming back, I feel, is is the accountability, the, the empowerment that they have to really have their voice heard. Uh, and that's both educators and our, and our full-time team. Um, and yeah, in the past three years, we've gone from Duncan Aporva myself to a hundred people in between full-time and part-time. Um, and I, I feel the most difficult part of that is, is how do you actually grow at that scale without compromising the, the talent that you're acquiring and bringing in. And I, I think some advice for any entrepreneurs and, and startups out there would be, don't be afraid to lean on friends and family, uh, that can refer people because that limits the amount of interviews that you need to do, like the coffee mm. chats, the culture fits, because if your fr- friends and family are vouching for them, that's right. almost like an initial validation. So it just, it, it adds the speed that you need in order to, uh, to grow. Very cool. So let's, let's, uh, I've been the, the, the most recent, uh, uh, guy I was talking to about, uh, mm-hmm. this whole similar question and, uh, similar, similar answer that he gave also. So that's, that's cool. There's a theme about, uh, you know, reaching out to those people who you, you don't have to go to the human resource experts to ultimately get the, uh, the real oh, credibility you, kick. You can't afford them at first. So, right on. so, so let's talk about affordability and your acquisition with the Conrad group and so on. Uh, um, I've recently been through that sort of model also, and that's a yeah. that's a tough that's a tough process to go because in the beginning it sounds wonderful. Somebody wants to kiss me, and then all of a sudden you got to go home with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what's that been like? First of all, how did that happen? Yeah, uh, and then what's it uh, what's it been like for uh, for you over the past? I mean, how long ago was it that you were purchased? It's been it's been about a year and a half now. Yeah. Okay. So how did that happen, and uh, what are some of the uh, the biggest lessons that you're uh, that you've retained from from that experience? Yeah, I think. Um I mean, always, always living in possibility as an entrepreneur, I think is important. It's easy to lose that. But uh, I actually, when I shouldn't have, because I was so broke, uh, <laughs> I went to the Bonnaroo Music Festival in Tennessee. And I just needed to take a bit of a break and, and kind of clear my head. And I ended up watching... Just, the, I got to stop you here for yeah. a sec. What type of music? What brought you down to that musical festival? Uh, so it's, it's a complete mix. I, I have a very varied taste. I go from jazz to classical to rock to R&B, hip hop. So this had it all. Um, And I I was watching uh, the Arctic Monkeys, a British rock band. uh, And there were 100,000 people. And the group next to us just so happened to be from Toronto as well. And I kicked off a conversation with a young man that actually introduced me to Conrad Group when we got back to Toronto. And the rest was history. Um, We kind of hit it off initially. I I passed along information and referred five of our graduates from our professional development evening programs. And Conrad Group acquired, or sorry, hired them all. So they were like, okay, these guys are on to something. Um, and one conversation led to another. And I think it definitely has to be several conversations to make sure, like you said, it's not just a kiss, it's all the way. Mm. Um, so you have to be aligned from a culture, from a goals perspective, but, um, yeah, after several, several meetings and, and making sure we were all aligned, uh, we 100% were, and uh, it was a very exciting time, yeah. And, and so f- between the first kiss and when the uh, when you get to the bedroom, how long was that? Uh, uh, it's now marriage. <laughs> it's good. Um, <laughs> period yeah. of six months, eight months, 12 months? How long? It's been, so it's been- No, sorry, when you first had the first kiss to when you ultimately ended up in the bedroom, how long a time period was that? 
So the acquisition has been a year and a half. I would say it was another four to six months on top of that of Ooh. actually like going through you know the first meeting and and them uh, hiring our students and then them getting to know our product and our courses and our strategy and then like it all started to fit into their business uh, and their scheme as well. So it was it was great. Love at first sight. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Love it, man. That's very cool. Very cool. So, um, so as the as the leader, you're still leading. You're still leading uh, Brain Station. Yeah. Uh, and you know, talk to me about uh, moving from being an entrepreneur. And I know you're still an entrepreneur in this process, but now you've got this other being that you that's kind of uh, has a say in what's going on in the household how is how's that uh, been taken or they just sort of just say you know don't don't worry about it just uh, just go and look after it yourself jason uh i i would say i have to um you know, respect the way that uh, Conrad Group has approached it. And that was definitely part of the decision of acquisition is that we just meshed and, and fit so well from right. a founder perspective of both businesses. Um, but they've given me a whole lot of room to experiment, fail, succeed. Uh, each each month is very different. The business is its own business every single month. And what I thought used to work doesn't work all of a sudden. And, and they've allowed me to experiment and, and figure it out with the team and grow the team. Um, so it's quite hands-on off. However, it has been amazing uh, to have that mentorship um, and they have grown businesses before. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's been a very healthy mix and healthy balance. Oh, that's, that's really cool that you've got that. And that, you know, that makes a strong marriage. And we talked about team from the beginning, right? So you, uh, you've obviously did your homework during that short time period because 100%. it's not just about the money. It's about the journey you're going to go on. Yeah. So, uh, so very cool. Now, um, if, if I'm, uh, if I'm diving a little deeper than I should, um, uh, please, please stop me. I'm sure you will. Anyway, you've got the resolve to do that. So are you, are you into a time period that you have to be there or are you there willingly? No, I'm, I'm here willingly. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yep. That's, that speaks volumes of the Conrad group and uh, the relationship you guys developed. So let's, uh, let's kind of talk about the brain station brand going forward. Hmm. Um, you know, how are you working to build that brand? Because it's not just about the, the Canadian campuses, as we talked about, it's a bunch of other, a bunch of other campuses. And I'm sure you, uh, being an entrepreneur, you understand that if you're not growing, you're dying. So, yep. uh, what's, what's on the ne- next horizon from a brand perspective? Yeah, uh, I, I think the evolution of BrainStation from a community that revolved around kind of like intro level workshops, it, we've evolved so drastically. Our, our brand in general, I think the challenge that we have is figuring out how the brand can encompass all of the things that we would like to do. So like enterprise training, for instance, is the fastest growing component of our build, uh, oh, sorry, of our brand. Um, but how does that affect the consumer side and and space and how do we tell a similar story that resonates with both audiences so um yeah i i, I mean sifting through that sort of stuff is, is an amazing challenge to have mm. um and i i think expanding the brand from from an overall perspective it comes down to again the way that we operate the way that we lead uh within the company not just myself but the other managers and, and leaders on the team and uh how we lead by example like I, I still go to universities and colleges and high schools and talk about technology innovation education um you know if you ever were looking to find me on a weekend you would probably find me at one of our campuses uh i take all of our courses like i'm still very embedded into the product um and i think that's important that that should not go anywhere. Yeah, very cool. So would you recommend that people go to Europe? 
and travel abroad? Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I I one hundred percent think that is the best thing that they could do. <laughs> Would you say that that's uh, that's helped you to be uh, the leader you are right now with the Brain Station? Definitely. The I actually gave a, a talk at Queen's University on the weekend about the uh, parallels between backpacking, uh, which I did for about a year, and entrepreneurship. Uh, it just it clears your health. Sorry, it clears your head and allows you to think minimalistly and and really push your budget, your dollar, uh, and you're just able to see big picture. Um, so yes, definitely. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, I, I love those uh, those life experiences that allow you to be a stronger leader. Have you read the book Wild? Uh, I have not read the book. I watched the movie, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. I skipped. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you, the movie was terrible compared to the book. The, bo- <laughs> yeah. the, bro- the book is brilliant. I actually read the book first, and then I watched the movie. And the, the, the movie, way to go. Yeah, the books. The books would, you, you would appreciate a lot of the nuances that came out of the uh, the, uh, the the story. So uh, cool. anyway, I highly recommend it. So, Take back into it. So yeah. yeah so look, you're, um, you're, 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 you, were, you were with Lululemon, mm-hmm. and uh, not a lot. A lot of times do we find uh, we're able to have the opportunity to talk to uh, to a man about the experiences in mm. in running uh, departments or any experience besides re- the retail level. Yeah. Um, so what are what were you able to experience uh, as your as a global strategy leader at Lululemon that you're able to bring to BrainStation? When I was backpacking, I ended up working for Lululemon uh, in Sydney, Australia, and, and nice. was part of the Southern Hemisphere team. Mm-hmm. Um, and after spending some time in Australia and, and championing the community brand and stuff like that, uh, I actually went and opened the first store on the South Island of New Zealand. Cool. Uh, so that was its own startup. It, it was very entrepreneurial, I'd say, because at that point, you know, the the product, the brand, etc., I believed in, uh, you know, uh, but the market itself, Queenstown, New Zealand, they had no idea what it was. Mm. Uh, so it seems weird because from Canada, you know, everyone is familiar with the brand, but mm. it was a challenge to build the brand from scratch, even though, you know, I didn't necessarily start the brand by any means. Uh, it, it was just a bit of an entrepreneurial challenge. Wow. Uh, and that definitely fed the community approach that we that we took with BrainStation from the beginning. Yeah, very cool. Very, very cool on that. I'd say uh, with the Relish Gourmet Burgers, we it's an East Coast brand, and uh, we've just launched into the, uh, the, the city of uh, Vancouver uh, with a couple locations, and that's exactly the challenge we're running into locally. We're you know we're heroes, uh, mm-hmm. but you go you can go out west, and it's like who are you? You know what what are you even doing here? Yeah. And uh, so yeah, inter- interesting uh, interesting uh, um, perspective on it. Mm-hmm. So my friend. Um, as a as a Canadian entrepreneur, um, what do you think can be done to take Canadian entrepreneurship to the next level? And I know that you're a fan of Startup Canada, so you're mm. not allowed to say keep supporting Startup Canada because we know you do that. So you know you're the you're the prime minister. You've, you've got the prime minister's ear for uh, for two minutes. What are you going to tell Mr. Trudeau that he needs to do in order to take the Canadian entrepreneurship to the next level? Yeah, I love this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've answered this before. Yeah, I love it. Um, I think I think a better a better system, a, a better digital tool, I should say, with an enhanced user experience, so that 
gritty startups uh, at the stage of borrowing money and trying to push back the the funding stage as much as possible, they're able to find grants and subsidies and that sort of thing, funding at early stages when you need it most. Um, right now, it just takes way too long. And I know for myself and a lot of entrepreneurs, they just say like, I can't risk spending 10 hours applying to all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so there needs to be a better system there. But also in that system, or maybe it's a separate one, a, a way to reach out and talk to other entrepreneurs. You had actually mentioned um, that you always assume you're the only one going through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and through entrepreneurialism, there are some highs and there are s- some lows, right? So mm-hmm. being able to connect with other people and, and understand like it's not just you. Uh, you have someone to reach out to, talk to, not just from a mentorship perspective, but from like a fellow perspective, a fellow entrepreneur yeah. pr- perspective. Yeah, very cool, man. Thank you so much for that. Well, look, uh, this has been just—I mean, really—it's—it's it's been speed dating with you with asking all these questions, and it's, and your answers have just been so intriguing, so insightful, and I know it's been going to be really, really useful for uh, for the people that are uh, listening to our podcast, of which they're right across the country. So, so just in closing, do you have any final observations that you would like to share? Uh, you know, words of advice for for our uh, our listeners and, and life, on personal, on just anything you say. Yeah. Yeah, this is what you need to know. Yeah. Um, I think that in order to be a successful entrepreneur or and, and just, you know, an individual, uh, always be looking outside of the comfort zone because I, I think that is where the magic happens. At least that's where I've seen it personally. Um, and the reward is amazing. Yeah. Wonderful, man. Well, look, uh, Jason Field, uh, you're doing some really cool stuff. Uh, you're giving a lot. Uh, and and here's the other interesting thing. You are dealing with personal pain points. So mm, congratulations yes. on your journey, my friend. It's been Thank a real you, honor to have you here today. Cheers. I really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us today on the Startup Canada podcast, a weekly program dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every Canadian. Want access to even more amazing entrepreneur content? Well, then make sure you check out startupcan.ca for the latest startup community news and upcoming events like the popular online training events, startup chats, and startup school. Visit startupcan.ca forward slash events for more details. And my name is Rivers Corbett. I'm your host. As always, I invite you to follow me on Twitter at Rivers Corbett. I do the same thing with conveying all kinds of cool ideas and uh, conversations with entrepreneurs around the planet to help you guys have super success. And also, I'm pleased to introduce my newest business venture, Coaching by Rockstars. That's www.coachingbyrockstars.com, where I am building an amazing team of business coaches to help entrepreneurs around the planet. If you've got an interest in that, come and check us out. Until next week, I'm Rivers Corbett, leaving you now with a sneak peek of next week's episode. Saskatoon is the home of Canada's largest mobile conference, M-O-S-O. Do they actually call it MOSO? We do call it MOSO, yeah. We sure do. It's not MOSO. Not MOSO. MOSO, yeah. Very cool. (laughs) Well, tell us about the conference. And, uh, you know, we got got an audience across the country that want to learn about, uh, you know, why should they come to the prairies to see what this is all about? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, Moso has been, this will be your sixth year that we hold Moso, um, but also the quality of speakers, the number of people we've come to, who have come to Moso have been phenomenal. So Moso was something that was created by a couple people, Ryan Layback, Crystal Kolodiziak, are a couple of people that come to mind, um, as an idea that they were just talking about to, to create a South by Southwest esque conference in Western Canada. Um, and so why don't we put on Moso? And the alumni that the people that have come through uh, Saskatoon and have gone on to work in different places, um, there's c- people working at, for companies like Twitter, for Facebook, Google. Um, so we've had a lot of those types of companies coming back and doing um, presentations. We've had a number of startups coming out of uh, Vancouver and from Alberta, and it's really focused this year on converging creativity. So it's marrying all aspects of technology, marketing, communications, some startups. Um, and then there's a music festival attached to it too. Cool. So a lot of like, you know, really well-known bands across Canada that come in and from the U.S. as well that uh, span all different types of genres of music. So we'll go from folk to hip hop to, you know, um, DJs, like there's all sorts of types. So it takes place over about four days over the weekend in Saskatoon and the city's really vibrant. So you got all the food trucks out, you have venues booked, people are walking around, bouncing from place to place and you have these dynamic phenomenal speakers from all different types of industries fired one day by these like you know incredibly successful leaders in their industries and then the next day you get to learn some more tools from some of our um, organizations like we're talking about some of our um, like our hackers they'll have a they'll have a workshop our business communication association our marketing association there'll be some stuff on financial literacy and some business you know there's kind of something for everybody so um, so we really try to again that's the beauty of being in a smaller community mm-hmm. is that you can really get in all these different parts and all these different um all these different specialties so that there's something there for everybody so so Never yeah told me what the population of saskatoon is it's about two hundred sixty thousand. nice very yeah. nice size yeah. love it love it love it love it